Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, 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 my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are in the U.S. or Canada, you're celebrating a holiday today. We're not celebrating the same holidays, uh, celebrations for U.S. presidents in the U.S. today and celebrating Family Day in Canada today. Canada today. So yesterday was the big V-Day, which I did a show about two weeks ago about how to have, how to have a very non, uh, non-significant Valentine's Day. And so I did that for myself. We had a very non-significant Valentine's Day yesterday. I actually spent the entire day not even realizing it was Valentine's Day. So there you go. (laughs) I ran errands instead. And that's what I did. Working and running errands. That's a very non-significant way to celebrate Valentine's Day. And uh, so today, I'm actually choosing a topic that is based on family, celebrating the whole family day in Canada. And it's actually how to break free from family values about sex. Yes, you're thinking family and sex. Those two words should only go together if you're talking about people who are making babies together to create a family and the rest of it. Ooh, cringe, right? Like there's so much of a cringe energy just putting the word family and sex in the same sentence. How much crap does that bring up in your universe? Like, oh, so much makes you want to puke, I'm sure. So, so that's what we're going to be talking about all those things that make you cringe, puke, want to change, want to do something different. And why would I do that? Well, I'd have to say that for most of my life, I have not been the person who is, um, has like the most open conversations with my family about sex. I might have with my friends, might have wanted to have conversations with everybody and anybody, but there was not really, uh, that space wasn't really available in my family, either side, my mother's or my father's side. This wasn't like a conversation people were having or that people even ever did have that I'm aware of. So I'm curious as to what the heck. We'll talk about gardening, we'll talk about business, we'll talk about politics, but sex is like way over there on the sidelines. Although in recent years, now that my family kind of knows what I do, I do have people who bring topics about sex up with me more often. But for the most part, it's all very hush-hush and on the sidelines, kind of let's tuck it away. That's a very awkward conversation and it should never be spoken of. And to me, it's like, this is how you were born. This is without sex. How did you come into this world? Even if you were, uh, you know, in vitro fertilization, there was, there were, you know, parts involved and that had to be implanted. So there was a type of sex that occurred. So regardless, you are actually the formation of a sexual encounter of some sort, whether it was some guy masturbating and you know, donating sperm or 
whatever happened there, you were actually the product of sex. Well, thank goodness. So that's cool. And even when women get implanted with uh, eggs, somebody else who they get uh, egg donors, still some guy had to masturbate to get the seed out. So there's some kind of form of sex going on, just letting you know. And why do we make it so, 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 so awkward and weird and wrong? Well, there's a lot of things that we have in our lives that would create that, right? We've got family values, religious values. We've got perspectives on our bodies that we've adopted all of this stuff from our primary caregivers. And generally, our primary caregivers are our parents, our family. Sometimes they're your grandparents. But generally speaking, for most people, your primary caregivers are in some role of authority and parenting to you. If you were somebody who was raised in a, um, say, say you were raised in foster care, then your foster parents would have that same effect on you as well, whether you know it or not. And if you've had many foster parents and think about how many different points of view you've had inflicted on you over the years, so many different ones, and they're probably conflicting as well. So let's unravel all of this because most of this stuff is not even what's true for you. And most of this stuff is actually stopping you from having a lot of joy with your body and with sex. So doesn't it sound like a fun thing to change? And I know that if you're still with me now, you're somebody who wants to change this. If you stopped listening, then that means you don't want to change it. So how do we break free from these things? And I, what I know is how to change anything is to first recognize that it needs to be changed. And then it's like, well, something about this doesn't work for me. Then what about it doesn't work for you? So let's figure out what is it about your sex life that doesn't work for you. I'm going to take some kind of standard sex lives. Like we'll take a very common scenario, husband and wife, get married, have children, and then stop having sex. This is one of the oldest stories going, right? And why? Like what is behind that? What has us believe that you copulate, you have your babies, and then you've got your babies and you stop having sex with your lover? who's no longer your lover, who's now just your roommate because you're just sharing the house together, which may lead to a divorce because there's no sex involved. So what is that? So look at your family. Now, if you have a family who you've never seen your parents or any grandparents or anybody being affectionate to each other, then your opinion would form that they have children they do not have any affection. They have children. If they have no affection, they probably don't have any sex, right? So these values get formed by what we see, what we hear, and what we feel. And sometimes you might feel like, oh, I know, and I feel like my parents are secretly like loving each other up, and I can feel it. I know it because there's an energy in the home of your parents are loving each other up, and they love each other, and they're having uh, like an intimate relationship. Whether we know the words for that or not, from very little on, we are aware something's going on that's different. I know this is true because my daughter had like a sonar radar effect. And I bet so many parents out there can relate to this. But my daughter had this like sonar radar effect that 
if my pants were coming off and I was about to have sex of any kind, she was in there like at the door, knocking on the door, asking what's going on, crying, anything because something changed. There's an energy that changed in the house and she could feel it and she didn't know what it was. So the beauty is, is that when my husband came into my life and she could feel what love felt with that, at first she was like, what is that? And my husband, the dork said to her, and he, he is a dork and that's why I love him, said to her, oh, honey, don't worry about that. We're just swimming. And then the poor, the poor, because why? Because my daughter said, mommy, are you okay? You sound like you're drowning. You're going, ah, ah, are you okay, mommy? Knocking on the door, getting so freaked out that mommy is like dying and drowning. Mommy, why are you drowning? And then, then my dorky husband says we're swimming. The devastation, my daughter started bawling her eyes out. Oh my God, you guys are swimming without me. I love swimming. Why did you guys do this to me? I'm like, you sh schmuck. Like what, of all the things to pick swimming, why not say like, what's actually going on? Anyway, maybe a five-year-old doesn't quite understand that or a six-year-old doesn't understand that. However, sometimes it's easier to be clear with each other and say what you're doing. Although I do know a couple uh, some friends of my mom whose daughter walked in on them and the daughter was like, daddy, what are you doing to mommy? And mommy's response was daddy's showing mommy love. And the little girl came over and instructed them and told them that that is not how you show love and they're not doing it right. So even though you can be telling the truth, sometimes the kids get can, you know, they have their opinion. So <laughs> I don't know exactly what you can do in those situations to make it easier on everyone. But I think the good thing is to know, uh, for a kid to even know that their, their parents love each other, that the people who are their caregivers love them and that their caregivers love each other. So, you know, whether you're operating in a family where there's uh, step parents involved or whether there's, you know, multiple different kind of uh, generations involved, it doesn't really matter as long as the people who are looking after these kids love each other. Now, why is that important? So if you have, we'll call them dysfunctional families where all people do is yell at each other all the time, fighting, yelling, screaming, and then you're told that that they, you know, that the fighting, yelling and screaming, don't worry, honey, mommy and daddy really love each other. We're just having a fight. But all this kid hears is fighting, yelling, screaming. Then all this kid can associate with love is fighting, yelling and screaming. Then we get in a trend. Then we have this as a value that fighting, yelling and screaming becomes our value that equals love that equals sex. So then we end up in relationships where we end up fighting with people because that's how we know how to relate. So this is really common people. Let's face it, this is way more common than we want it to be. It's actually probably more, um, it's, it's da more dangerous than COVID, I'll tell you that much. So I know you guys won't like that, but that's okay. So there is, there's definitely something that goes on uh, with us in our lives that we pick up these values, whether we're watching or hearing or listening to them or feeling them, these are things that are instilled 
in us, in our thoughts, in our feelings, and our bodies take that on as truth. This is true. Uh, you know, this is true. Uh, what I know is true is that my parents are fighting all the time. They're yelling and that's normal. And that's what equals love because this is what I see. Let me tell you people, there are relationships that go way beyond and way better than fighting all the time. I've heard people say, if you don't fight with your partner, then there's something wrong with you. Well, maybe, or maybe you've actually figured out how to grow the F up, have conversations and resolve things without acting like lunatics. What a concept, right? <laughs> wow, it's novel. So, so I think we can give better and brighter examples to our children so that they can have values that are different so that they can also know that they can choose the value system that they want their relationships and their sexual relationships to be based on. They don't have to be based on what you've lived or what you've experienced or what you're trying to perpetuate or even show them because that's not necessarily true for them. But what if they could have even better relationships than you've ever had, I've ever had that anybody that, that we know has ever had, right? So the way that we break free from it is to acknowledge, number one, there's a problem. And where did that problem start? So maybe that problem started with the fighting all the time. Maybe that problem started with disrespecting each other, with, no honor, with not honoring yourself or the other person. Maybe that started with a lack of trust. Maybe that started with zero allowance for each other. Maybe that started with not being able to have gratitude for each other, right? One of the simplest things to have. And to me, it's one of the simplest ways to break free from old habits is to find gratitude in the moment. And then it gets you out of a tailspin circle of what's going on in your head. So in this moment, I dare you to look for something that you're grateful for. You know, if you're feeling like, oh, my sex life and love life is total ass. I want something different. I really just, I'm pretty sure I deserve something different. Been working on it. Feel pretty good about myself. Not really sure. Sometimes feel crappy about myself. Not really sure. But if you feel like you would like to have something different, then this is just knowing that there is a, a problem that, it, that you've actually created somewhere that you are not acknowledging that if you could acknowledge it would allow you to start to change it. And that's the plan is that we're going to figure out the how. So first we got to figure out what's the problem. Was it the fighting? Was it the values? Was it the being um, stick in the muds, being lame about, you know, choice? It's like everything has to be missionary and you're just like dying for something a little different, even if it's like doggy style, like that would change your world. But your values are telling you that that is just dirty and only sluts do doggy style. Well, if those are your values and you want to change it, this is where we're at. And you just got to acknowledge that, hey, first, you believe there's a problem and that there's a somewhere there's a conflicting thought going on with you that you'd like something, but you also think that it's very wrong, dirty and awful. So we're going to flip that up. So just find out if you have that and if you'd like to change it. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? 
Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. My sweet, sweet pleasure seekers, tonight we're talking about how to break free from those family values that can encroach on our joy and our sex life and just take away everything that could be juicy, right? Family values. Now, we hear, uh, we're talking about this on family day. Yay, why not? <laughs> and there are some super family values that are out there. I keep on getting these reminder emails from um, the school that my daughter used to go to when she would go in person. And now uh, we're still connected to that school, but through, uh, and still connected to that school, but we're also just connected to that school board through online schooling. So I get a lot of emails all the time about Catholic values. Um, the funny part is, is I'm neither Catholic and neither is my daughter. However, she did choose the school. So she's in a school that's a Catholic school. And uh, I keep being reminded constantly what the Catholic values are. And I find it fascinating. It is an amazing thing to be reminded all the time what somebody's values are. At some point, you got to think, um, are we somehow straying from the values? Do we need brainwashing more? Uh, have you asked what my values are in comparison? No, but thank you for the reminder what the values are. Chronic values being reinforced. So if I'm getting this during a time in the world where there is a pandemic going on and um, people aren't really communicating with that each other all the time, I want to know how much this is going on in every day school life like how how much are they hearing catholic values catholic values these are be this and be that no she chose that school so i honor her choice in that and uh and if she she also is a fighter and she will question the crap out of them 
also in grade three, she informed them that they were all hypocrites. And I'm surprised she wasn't asked to leave, but they're, they're maintaining their good Catholic values and keeping her there as good Christians and trying not to judge her publicly. But so, <laughs> so schools do it. Family does it. We get it from commercials as well. It's interesting because my daughter today informed me, so she's 12 going on 13. She informed me that she's no longer going to be purchasing any teeny bopper magazines. And I was like, so what's going on with that? I'm just curious why you're telling me this. She said, well, I thought you should know. Um, I think they, I, I can't remember her exact wording, but she said something like they're affecting me. I'm like, okay, so tell me about this. Like, how are they affecting you? She's like, well, I started to believe that what they were saying was true. And I'm like, well, what are they saying? She's like, well, they tell you that you need this makeup. You need to look like this. You have to be in love with boys. You have to go gaga. You have to do all these things. And she's like, yeah, I, I realized I was getting brainwashed and I wasn't thinking for myself anymore. I was like, hallelujah, girl, you're freaking awesome to be 12 and to feel it and know when the brainwashing is coming. So I have like super faith that you know, um, she will in her lifetime be able to choose sexual values that work for her, not based on mine, not based on, you know, her dad, like her dad, dad, that's now her dad, um, or anybody else that she's ever known. She's going to have family values and she's going to have, whether that means her and 25 cats or her and, uh, you know, kids and people, whatever, um, that or that she would be able to choose also her sexual preferences, sex life and what she enjoys. And I just thought, damn, that's pretty awesome that you recognize girl. That's pretty cool. So there she is setting an example for my show. Cause we had this conversation maybe eight hours ago, uh, this setting an example of how to break free. And number one, she recognized the brainwashing. So, hey, guys, recognize where those thoughts are coming from and that they're starting to change the way you think in a way that you do not want to think. So sometimes you can change your thinking and you're like, I actually like my new thinking better. Cool. If you like your new thinking better, go for it. But if you don't like those thoughts better, then just stop, acknowledge, whew, that was an interesting brainwashing. I'm not going to choose that, which was fascinating because I started to really think about the levels of, of how we get brainwashed into different thoughts and ideas and values, um, what, who we need to bow to, who we need to get praise from. And all of this, every single bit of it is a reflection on how we relate to people, not only as a family, but also friends and sexual partners. So if you are somebody who tends to bow down to everything and everyone in the rules and everything else and do not take a legitimate stand in your life for what you believe in, the chances are you will bow to everybody and everything in your sex life. See how that goes? I'm not saying that's wrong. And I've actually got a guest coming on next week, Guy Moore, set to talk about BDSM uh, and the importance of education. And definitely that conversation is going to be had when we talk about that, because there is value and healing that can be done with the bowing down, with giving up control. However, there is also an environment and teaching that can be really uh, productive 
and facilitate far more change than if you just kind of go into it, wing it without any background. So where are those thoughts coming from? And once you know that, you can start to like decipher the insanity, right? Deciphering insanity is very fascinating. So one of the things that I had as a point of view in my life had been, um, so let's start with it started off when I was about four or five, um, I think. Yeah, around there until I was about seven. I really, really loved going skinny dipping. And I really would have preferred to go skinny dipping in the dark um, at, in Lake e at Lake Erie where nobody could see me and I could just enjoy my body. But for some reason, my grandmother had this, I don't know if she was trying to teach me a lesson about nudity, but she definitely was doing something where um, she's like, yeah, you should, if you're going to go skinny dipping, go now. And it was like midday and there was like a beach full of people. And I was totally more mortified and humiliated, but at the same time I was going to show her. So I was like, well, screw you. I'm taking off my clothes. But there was, there was, it was not coming from a place of empowering me. It was coming from a place of fuck you to her defiance. There wasn't like necessarily self-love involved. It was more like a defiant move. So if I was fully embodied with joy in my choice, it wouldn't have mattered if she told me, if you're going to go now, just do it. I could have just said, you know what? I'm going to do it when it works for me, biatch. And that's not right now. And I'm five and I'm going to run away, which I always did. <laughs> I'm going to run away and do it when I feel like it. So there was a part of me that was just being defiant that wasn't actually being the energy of I'm choosing for me. It was more like I'm choosing against you. Do you get the difference? So how many things in your sex life have you chosen against anything that anybody ever told you just to give them a big middle finger right up the wazoo? Or have you been choosing for you? So these family values will sometimes have you want to retaliate, um, become a renegade, fight, right? So that's still not choosing for you. Those are still values that you're buying into because you have to buy into them to fight them. You still make them valuable. They're your valuable values. So if they were no longer valuable values and you were choosing for you, like me as a four, five to seven-year-old, skinny dipping, if I was choosing for me, it wouldn't have mattered who was there? What was going on? Did I have to define my grandma? No, it wouldn't matter. But what did occur was that people started teasing me. And as a result, I started getting a really weird point of view about my body and my naked body. So as a very little kid, um, until the last couple of years, I had an insane relationship with my naked body because I thought it was so wrong and I always thought people would laugh at me so took a lot of healing took a lot of talking about sex to actually just chill out about it so over 300 episodes later I'm feeling a little bit better about it guys but there is still always this underlying value that was you know it was inflicted on me like if you get naked you'll be laughed at this is shameful. This is embarrassing. You're just not embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing the whole family here um, because I was told that many times too. I was just an embarrassment to the whole family. 
cute, right? That's a huge power to give to somebody to be able to embarrass multiple people that are way older than you that should be able to make their own choice, but they don't because apparently you have more control over them, which makes it even more fascinating, doesn't it? You have control over their feelings. And when you have control over their feelings, you're supposed to make them feel happy. And that brings the other value of always trying to make people happy and like you. Isn't that nuts, right? How much work goes into always having to have people like you and to not be made fun of and to be respected and all of these things have been set out in your life from the moment of conception. Those values have been even in you in utero. You'd be amazed what you actually pick up in utero as some of the values that carry on through life and how some of the in utero stuff actually affects your health and your body and all of that. You know, if you're, if you are in utero and your mom is like constantly thinking about uh, aborting you, you may come in, even though she might keep you, you may come in with a really big um, desire to not be alive or to, uh, you know, also that you feel abandoned, that you don't feel loved, that you never feel like you're going to be able to be enough. You know, a lot of things come through, uh, even in utero, when there's all these thoughts that go on. So my pregnant friends out there, be very aware of your thoughts. They definitely create, and those babes that you're carrying are very in tune with what you're thinking and will create a life based on those thoughts. So pretty crazy. I get that. So I'm looking for all of you guys right now to just take a moment when we head to this commercial break that's coming up, just take a moment to sit and consider if there's anywhere in your life where you feel like you've taken on some weird things, like weird things like I had, shame of naked body, where did that come from? Who mocked you, who teased you, who abused you, who, any of that, where did it come from? And then after, the, after this commercial break, we're going to step into the, how the F do we change it? Right. Awesome. So moving through it, right? It's a bit of a process and we're working through the process. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, 
your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about how our family affects our sex, our sex life and the values that we have regarding sex. So first of all, we got to figure out what are our values regarding sex? Are we like, so laissez-faire casual, like, oh, I'll just do everybody and anybody without a thought. Are you there? Are you at, no, I will only have sex with people that I'm going to marry. I don't really, I don't really care what your values are. It doesn't really matter what they are. What matters is that you know what they are for you. They're neither right nor wrong. Your values are no more correct than my values and my values are no more correct than your values. That's one thing to be clear on. Your values are your values. Now, are they though? What? Okay, so your values are some things that you've actually adopted through your life. Now we're gonna find out where they came from. So. Let's take, for example, the idea of I will only have sex with somebody I'm going to marry or somebody who loves me. Okay, so I want you to check, check in with yourself and see if, if your body agrees with that. Oh, I didn't say you, right? I said your body. Does your body have the same point of view that your mind is telling you? Does your body have any point of view about who or what you have sex with? Maybe. So I'm asking you to check your body for your values. Now, how do you do that? So some people do muscle testing. Some people use pendulums. Some people just know. And truly, if you have no clue and you think I'm talking smack, whack, whatever, you are like, what the F is she talking about? Check and see if you're, what your body's values are. Does your body have the same values that you've been running your life on? Now, if your body does not have the same values, there will be some conflict going on. So if your body is like, so for example, if your mind is telling you, you can only have sex with somebody if you are going to marry them, and then your body is like, but I'm really turned on by that person. And I know my body would feel better and heal better if I just got to touch that body and have sex with that body and play with that body. But your values are judging you and telling you you're so wrong. What you're choosing is so wrong. No. And then your body, then what? Your body has decided because you are telling your body your body is being turned on by something and you're telling your body it's wrong for being turned on. So if your body is wrong for being turned on, what will it do? It'll start to turn itself off. It'll start to turn itself off and do things, create different pains in you, 
in the body so that why you'll pay attention. But what do you do instead? You go out and get pain medication because God forbid you pay attention. Now, <laughs> that's most people's go-to pain medication, not attention, not question, not body. What do you, what do you desire? Is there something you desire? What can I offer you? Your body is a temple. We call it a temple all the time. It's like a fun saying we use, your body's your temple. Now, in a lot of temples that people go to, they bring offerings. In Christian temples, we give offerings in the form of cash, called the tithing. In Buddhist temples, they bring food and put it in front of the statues and incense. Every religion in the world that has a temple of some sort involved, has a way to give an offering. Now, what are you offering your body with your values? What are you offering your body? Are you offering your body pain, subjugation, inflicting rules on it? What are you offering it? Are you offering it love and kindness? I'm curious because what I see with when I work with people is there people are not offering their bodies love and kindness. They're offering their bodies judgment and pain and all kinds of things that are saying, body, you know nothing. I need to use these values that I bought hook, line, and sinker from all these other people, books I've read, everything else. But God forbid you check in with yourself. So you'll have these values that aren't even necessarily real and true for you. If I were to tell you a story about a little kid, there, so once upon a time, there was a little kid who was filled with joy and was dancing on the beach and was having so much fun and was running along with ribbons and playing and playing in the water. And then a big person comes by and says, what you're doing is very wrong and you need to stop because that, what you're doing is disgusting. So, so when you've got that, when you've got, here's the kid playing around and now all of a sudden you've, this big person is saying to them, no, you've got to stop that. That's disgusting. What do you think the little kid does? Well, in this story, the little kid stops, gets scared and does exactly what the grown up tells him to do because that's what this little kid's been told to do. Now, we do this, we are those grown-ups to our bodies all the time. Our bodies are like wanting to go play on that beach with ribbons behind jumping in the water. That's what our bodies are designed for. Then our big grown-up selves come in with all these crazy value systems that aren't even making sense. Does it make sense to tell somebody what you're doing is so disgusting wrong for jumping around in water with a ribbon? Does that make any sense it's illogical it's it's nonsense really but what's the truth we do it don't we 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 have these many rules that are insane and we enforce them and so we inflict on our bodies this enforcement of rules and judgments and pain and we value them and we call them our values because we would actually think of them as having some kind of if we had if we could give ourselves cash for every time we obeyed them we probably would you obeyed your values here's ten dollars good for you 
somehow we think we're going to be rewarded in heaven for this, right? Our reward is maybe not cash, but it's heaven. It's somewhere, you know, you're going to die. You won't have the body. The body won't be the burden. You'll have that. You'll have that and you won't be able to enjoy it. So what I'm curious about is how, how many times have you had that scenario that's essentially what I was saying going on with you? Your body's freaking excited and it wants to play, 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 play. And the grown-up comes in and squashes it. I'd say that every single person listening has had that at least 50 times in the last year. In the last month? Whoa. As I check the energy, maybe 50 times in the last month. Yeah. We'd rather create rules, restrictions, and regulations than actually listen to our bodies and what they would like. So how do we break free? We start to listen. It's as simple as that. We start to listen and we start to ask our bodies about sex, not our brains, not our value systems, because our value systems are things that we have been told generally by other people that we've bought, sold, line, hook, line, and sinker. Are they even ours? Usually not. But if you ask your body what it would like, then those values that are ruling your life that don't actually work for you become insignificant and your relationship with your body becomes so much more joyful. You start listening to your body in a way that's like having, like getting excited for your best friend to call. And then you're listening to your body like, oh my God, tell me the news. What would you like to do? What, what's up? Have you been? It becomes a fun, exciting conversation compared to the body. Shut up. Just feel better. Body. Shut up. This isn't very good for you. Body. I don't work very well as a parent um, who does rules, as you might be able to tell. I tried for a little while based on other people's values because they were telling me I was parenting wrong. And I have way more fun in my life when I parent my way. So I parent myself my way as well, which means that I parent my body in a way that's like, 99% of the time I parent myself the way that I would like to be parented. And maybe 1% of the time I'm parenting myself the way that I was parented with a lot of rules and restrictions. And then with absolutely no guideline, (laughs) I had a vast variety going on. So I'd like you to ask your body, body, what is the, what is something fun you would like to be or do or choose? Is this like the most weird conversation you might have ever had with your body? Yeah, I believe it. So your body might even be so cute as to go, I want to go run in the snow barefoot. And then your value systems go, no, you need to put your boots on and your coat on and your hat on, or you're going to catch pneumonia. Who made that rule, right? You can look at little children in Russia who are, running around in their underwear during break at school, getting in saunas and then dumping cold water on themselves and they, they don't get colds. What? Different value system, different belief system indeed. However, that doesn't make their values correct, correct and wrong, but it also doesn't mean that, that um, you know, somebody telling you you'll get pneumonia if you're running outside is correct either. So what would your body like to do? It might be something that crazy, running outside, feet in the snow, Feeling the intensity of cold. I say this because we have 
snow in so many places right now. We've got snow across most of the US and Canada. We've got a big snow dump coming on. And it's really funny because as I am saying that, my body is getting really freaking excited. And I might just do that tomorrow morning. I might just do that. I might just wake up and go freaking wild. And I'll ask my body before I do it, though, because it says yes right now. And right now I'm on the show with you guys. So I'm not going to abandon the show. So body, can we wait? Uh, if we have to. So, so have these conversations, guys, because they may, your body may surprise you and some of the most joyful, fun things for your body that wake your body up that bring excitement, that could be the equivalent to orgasmic energy without even penetration, what these things can show up. So yeah, it might be snow, it might be snow angels, it might be just enjoying looking at nature, it might be absolutely something different, like baking, cleaning, drawing, talking, whatever it is, let your body tell you what that is, and then listen to it and follow through. You know, sounds almost too simple to be true. How do we break free from values? Is we start listening to our body and we stop listening to the nonsense that has been playing like a broken record in our brain forever. Yep. That's what we're going to start to do. So everybody, we have one more segment in the show left. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about how to break free from family values that are encroaching on your sex life. Yep, they'll do that. So let's recap. First, we find out what are the values that we believe we have? What are these values? Then number two is which values do you feel are working for you and not? Number three is check your body and see if your body agrees with you. And then we number four would be to start to look at all the different ways that you can start having a relationship with your body that will allow you to embody a new system of values that actually work for you. So your body will be your co-creator in this new value system. So if your new value system is to enjoy having sex with 
random strangers, then your body will likely ask to create itself in a way that will invite random strangers to want to have sex with you. If you notice, it doesn't really matter what your value system is as long as your body is having joy with it. So what is it that your body would like to have as your value? A lot of ones are likely not working for you. If you've listened to the show to this point, you're probably going, yeah, and I'm really done with my old value systems and I would like something new, oh, but I'm too afraid to choose it because it could destroy my life. I'm not asking you to destroy your life, everybody. I'm asking you to honor your body, listen to it, because as much as you are spirit, you are an infinite being, as much as you are that, you've chosen to have embodiment in this lifetime. And by choosing embodiment, you need to honor your body and what your body is saying and what your body is asking for and choosing. You have a relationship with this body or you don't, where you're just yelling at it, being mad at it, and your relationship is sort of abusive. So if that turns you on though, abusing your body can totally turn you on. People um, are into that. There is lots of great material out there. Now, I encourage you, if you are choosing anything like BDSM in your life, to do it from a place where it does bring your body not only joy, but it can bring your body healing as well. And next week, I have an amazing, amazing guest I want to let you know about before the show is over. Her name is Gaia Morissette. She's been on with me before, but it's been a year or two, I think. And she does have her own show as well called Orgasmic Life, I believe. Um, and uh, so Gaia Morissette is a, a life coach, but she also coaches people. Uh, she's like a BDSM life coach, and she is a teacher of BDSM. And she's going to be talking to us about the importance of having BDSM uh, like teaching to actually get lessons and education. BDS, the importance of BDSM education is actually the title of the show. And I'm so excited to talk to her about this. She has a program that's running all monthly, I believe, where you can get uh, some lessons with her online. And so we'll be, we'll be doing more of that. And I think this was, for me, this show was really to start to allow you to unlock whatever it is that you've been holding on to that's stopping you from having the sex that you really want. And when you listen to it, you might think, but you didn't mention sex a lot. And I might not have, but what I did mention was a few things that would have you judge your body, judge your sexualness, judge the way that you, um, that you perceive your sex self as a sexual being. So if you perceive yourself as not very sexual, then that's the energy that's going to come off of you into the world. If you perceive yourself as a, mac, a mess or a wreck or, um, you know, there's so many things that we can decide that we are that because people have told us we are that. I was told for years I was a shitty lover, which is hilarious because then afterwards I was told I was one of the best just opinions, everybody. 
right? So we've got we've got a lot of opinions that roll around. Now, if we start to believe those opinions, which does happen a lot and does happen a lot in abusive relationships where you start to believe what your partner tells you, especially when they are like a sociopath or a psychopath, they start to tell you that you're really wrong and that you're insane for thinking that there's something going on and there's something wrong, right? There's there's a level of crazy that happens where you start to negate yourself and then you start to buy into their their values which are convoluted and strange anyways, but they're just there to manipulate. So if, you, uh, if you're able to, able to see that, that that's going on and get yourself out of the relationship of, of all of that mess, then you'll be able to start to unravel and get yourself into some values that really work for you. So this show speaks to, you know, you might have had stuff going on from in utero you might have had stuff from early childhood from teenage life from your 20s from your 30s from your 40s from your 50s from your 60s till you're dead you could have things going on that will pop up most of the time there's a theme to your issue that is not allowing you to have fun like what's the conflict when you can find what the conflict is and the conflict is that energy that is your body is asking for one thing and your brain is telling you another. There's a conflict there. And once you can find out what that conflict is and where it began, sometimes it helps to know when, when it started. Sometimes you don't need to. Sometimes you can just go, screw this, get rid of the conflict. But if you'd like to know where the conflict began, you can start to unravel that. And then you can go, wow, I really like, let that take a hold of my life. Then you can see it. And it's like a giant, scary monster and as soon as you let yourself become bigger than the giant scary monster it will no longer have a hold on you the way to do that is to acknowledge it take some breaths allow your energy to get bigger 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 than the values of the lies that you bought as true because a lot of them were things if if they don't work for you they become lies when they work for you they're your value system but when they don't work for you they're just lies you bought so become bigger than them energetically. Imagine yourself bigger than them. Paint a picture where these values are itty bitty tiny things that you can stomp on and that you're bigger than. Do it in a dance. Do it, I'd say do it in any way that's creative because we need more creative energy on the planet right now to bust through a lot of the crap that's going on. We need to invite the creative energy to rise up. And so, Use your creative energy to switch this around, acknowledging all of these things, switching it around, invite your body to this, whatever it would like to do, dance, sing, play, have sex. So remember everybody, we are gonna have a great show next week. So always stay tuned in and turned on. We're gonna have lots of great shows coming up too. So remember to keep tuning in. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist, Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.